Hello and welcome to the Battle Line Podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me is the world-famous editor of Peer Magazine, my co-host on this podcast, my co-host in life, Jamie Satterley. Jamie, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing great. You frighten your line. Usually your oh, line is the sun, is, is, sun shining. is shining. Yes, but the sun is shining, but it is not warm outside. That's right. We've had a cold snap. I do not like it. Alexa told me it was 37 degrees when I left the house this morning. <laughs> That's not okay with me a week away from May. Right. So we also have with us here the world famous <laughs> co-host and producer, the one who makes this whole thing run. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, but I am definitely wearing my sandals regardless of the weather. <laughs> I am not retreating back to boots and a jacket. That's right. We will not lose ground. No. Right. We will never surrender. <laughs> That's right. So today's episode's pretty exciting. Mother's Day is approaching. Hey. So we're going to take a look. Yeah. Yay for Mother's Day. Uh, we're going to take a look at some famous uh, and some infamous moms from TV and movies and talk a little bit about how the coronavirus has impacted uh, women um, and moms in particular. Um, so let's get right into it because I'm excited about some of these people we're going to talk about today. Um, as the only mother on this show, Captain Jamie, we're going to be relying heavily on your expertise <laughs> in these areas. Uh, I would not consider myself and I am a mom, I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I think isn't that what all moms are required to say? Uh, probably we I'm, all we I'm, all think we we're say, terrible moms you're a hero they're like i'm not a hero but you are all moms are all right well yes so we're going to talk about the the idea for this podcast today was we were going to say let's talk about world famous moms there's that term again world famous in film and tv shows and stuff like that good moms and perhaps some moms that are listed in the bad list bad moms you do not want to be like them um so I, you know if you go if you google this there are are gosh oh my gosh there are hundreds of lists of your favorite mom on tv or movie or anything like that um so we're going to go through we have 10 listed here again a top 10 list we divided this up by moms who we consider good moms who we we consider bad and then the last three we're going to say are moms who are on the fence and it's up to us and you listeners wherever you are out there to assign them a side of the fence no straddle in the fence here good mom bad mom all right also, do not send, do not DM us, do not send emails to us if your favorite mom on TV and movie is not listed here. We picked ones who we thought would uh, be well known by the listeners of this podcast. So like, I've already had people hit me up and say, all right, why are you not talking about me? Uh, it was me. I hit him up. <laughs> well, some people hit me up about Seinfeld. How come you're not putting Seinfeld's mom in there or, or George Seinfeld Costanza? Has a mom? Oh, all those emails are about to go to Jamie Saturday. You can always comment when we post this up on social media. We'll have all those social media posts. Comment in there and let us know. Did we talk about your favorite moms? Did we miss them? Matt definitely missed some of my favorites, uh, but that's okay. Name one of the women uh, moms on here, uh, Captain Jamie, that I didn't mention. Well, I will say that there were some bad moms that I think you left off the list. Like what? Uh, Mommy dearest. Okay. Yeah, uh, you're, you're kicking it old school. Yes. You really are. <laughs> yes. My parents made sure I was indoctrinated in the classics. Uh, so, mommy dearest, uh, no more wire hangers. Come on. That's How can true. You, yeah, come on. So, nothing uh, mommy says dearest. happy Mother's Day when you're beating your child with a wire hanger. That's right. Also, um, Mother Gothel from Tangled. She literally locked her up. Well, she stole her for one, <laughs> stole her and locked her in a tower, did not let her go. 
is right. problematic. Well, let's get into it. Again, this is not a top 10 list. These are just 10 moms we want to talk about. First, let's go to the good moms, the American League, the National League of Moms. Here it is. The first one, we're going to give it to Helen Parr from The Incredibles. Now, you may not know her as Helen Parr, but this is Elastigirl or Mrs. Incredible from Disney Pixar's The Incredibles. All right. So, you know her as Elastigirl. Here's why she's an incredible mom. She juggles three kids while being a superhero. Also, and three one, kids and with one superpowers. Of, and so one of the kids, wild. Yes, and one of the kids is Jack-Jack, which if you have seen The Incredibles, you know Jack-Jack is crazy. He's a hot mess. He's crazy. <laughs> All right. Also, you know, one of the things about moms, and I guess it's good for her because her arms stretch, but, you know, you're always trying to keep up with your kid. And one of the... Uh, Dash is incredibly fast. So... Poor lady. She has her hands full just on the mom front, not to mention that she's a superhero in her own right. A teenage girl who can go invisible. I mean, that's just that's just a nightmare waiting to happen. So um, actually, the Internet says they love uh, Mrs. Incredible as a mom because out of all of the moms, they said this is the one that's most shaped like a mom, which I think Rude. is a little offensive. <laughs> Definitely, uh, she and I share that thigh action, <laughs> hip action. <laughs> um, she's a great mom because she protects her kids, like Cam Jamie said. She's a superhero. Also, at the end of the first Incredibles, remember when she's trying to save her son, Jack-Jack, she lets her husband throw her uh, as a projectile. She is very high on the protection list of kids. So let me ask you, uh, uh, moms out there, and Jamie, our 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 straw man resident mom resident mom of the podcast <laughs> um protecting your kids that's probably number one on the list of being a good mom oh yeah i mean for sure which is why some of these uh, other ones that we're going to talk about later and like mommy dearest and mother gothel are so uh terrible because it's like unfathomable to us that you would not do everything you could to protect your children um and i think you know that's why that whole mommy bear thing mama bear is a it's a thing because we we want to protect our children not just physically but also emotionally and and spiritually and you know we want to see them thrive and and be whole and you know they say it's so like cliche and whatever uh but you know they say like to be a mom is to have your heart walk around outside your body uh and so yes i probably also would jump out of a plane if I thought it would save the life of my child. For sure. If you let your husband throw you into the air to save your uh, kid. Also, if you know Susanna, that's not entirely outside of the realm of possibility. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, you know, I, Jesus said, uh, you know, we talk a lot about sacrifice and moms, gosh, moms sacrifice a lot for not just their kids, but just moms are, are great with that sacrifice. And Jesus says, you know, greater love has no one than this, that he or she uh, would lay down his life for her friends. And you definitely see that in mom, Mrs. Incredible, who is time and time again, putting herself in danger to save her kids. Yeah. And I think not even just, you know, putting their own life at risk, but I just think about all the things that moms go without so that their kids can have. I, I know it was true in my life growing up that there are a lot of times that my mom, you know, put her own wants or needs aside, um, in order to make sure that we were taken care of. Um, so, I, you know, I think it, it's a common thing with moms, um, and you can really see it in her life, too. Well, speaking of that, people who sacrifice for their kids. Next, we move to number two on the good mom, Molly Weasley from Harry Potter. 
She might be Every, my favorite one on this list. Everybody's favorite redhead. Now, uh, like Captain Jamie said, uh, Molly Weasley, that's the mom of Ron Weasley, for those of you who don't know. Uh, if you're that one person in the world who's never seen anything Harry Potter. No. Uh, apparently, poverty doesn't even, uh, doesn't, I mean, poverty affects Wizarding World because, like Captain Jamie said, the Weasleys are probably not the most well off Wizarding family. And mom, sacrifices and gives a lot so that they can have a normal childhood. Molly Weasley's not afraid to send a howler. If you've seen those parts of the movie, Listen, what, when you mess I up, I would love it if that were a thing. And you can send a howler at somebody. If you don't know any of this, what we're talking about, you got to Google all this later. So or YouTube a howler, it. I'll just tell you, a howler is like a little message where it records the person's voice and then it gets it gets sent to them. So when their kids open it at Hogwarts, it's her voice yelling at them. You cannot escape it. It follows you. It's like so, getting a verbal text, like the text bubble. What do we call those things? Yeah, but you can't, you cannot control opening it or not with a text, right? You just don't have to open it. But the howler, the minute it gets to you, it opens and starts yelling. <laughs> also, the probably the hallmark of Molly Weasley, why she's a great mom, is she opens her door, her opens her family for Harry Potter, who Harry, of course, is an orphan. His mom and dad are killed. Spoiler alert, if... You didn't know that, but she opens her family for them. So again, Ma, as the uh, representative mom here, Captain Jamie, how about that? How about opening your door for the orphans? I think that's yeah. a spiritual truth. Yes, it is. I, I love uh, Molly Weasley for a whole lot of reasons. Um, like and the thing, too, is I think with Molly Weasley, we can underestimate her. And this happens a lot with women um, in general, I think, where we we view them we maybe don't always see them for everything that they are. Um, a lot, a lot of the way through the movie, she's uh, quote unquote, just a mom, right? Uh, she, you know, she's a mom. So you see her in the house, you see her taking care of the kids, you see her instructing them, you see her, um, you know, like cleaning out Grimald place and all that stuff, but you don't actually see how powerful she is in her own right. Uh, with her magical abilities until the last movie when she takes down Bellatrix Lestrange. She says a bad word. We don't, we don't approve it's, saying the bad words, <laughs> but, but partly because in that scene, Bellatrix Lestrange is battling with her daughter and two, uh, two other young people who are like her children. Uh, and, and she's like, uh, Oh no, we are not going to have this. <laughs> and so she comes in like a boss and takes care of the problem. She very much is um, like a boss in that scene. And I think it, in a little bit of the history, it briefly mentions it, but before she ever had kids, she was a member um, of the Order of the Phoenix and was you know, powerful in fighting off the Dark Lord and all that stuff on her own. But sometimes that happens. We reduce women, I say we, society, however, and, and think of them only as their motherhood and don't think about you know all these other gifts and talents and abilities that they have. Um, but, you know, it always finds a way to come out and I think, come in like a boss and take care of things. I think that's some of the things we're addressing in Salvation Army culture is I think Salvation Army officers, women, married women officers can sometimes be relegated to just being mom. But, man, they are powerful preachers and administrators and evangelists and fundraisers in their own right. Yes, yeah, we. I think the lesson here is like, let's not pigeonhole people. You can be more than one thing. I have a Bible verse for Molly Weasley. Are you ready? If she went yes. across the stage at graduation, Corkett at graduation, this is what it would be. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. Captain Jamie, do you know what book of the Bible that's found in? It's found in the book of James. 
What's Harry Potter's dad's name? James. It's the Illuminati. <laughs> anyway. Okay, we're stre- <laughs> stretching like uh, Mrs. Incredible here. <laughs> hey, nice callback. Anything else on Molly Weasley before we move to number three? No, I just say don't un- don't underestimate the moms. Good. Number three. Uh, again, not in any particular order. This is just good moms. Um, all right. Kicking it old school here. Only 80s and 90s kids will be here. Uh, Elizabeth, I know I when I sent this one out, I knew you're born in 1996. I believe you said right. So that's uh, correct. That you this is going to be your Elizabeth's just going to she's just going to sit out on this one. Right. Uh, Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Talk about a boss lady. Okay. okay, So first thing is this. So she's a good mom, obviously a loving mom. She's got book smarts, street smarts. Elizabeth, we watched some YouTube clips and Elizabeth said she's got, she's very classy, fashionable. I loved this mom in the YouTube clips. She's my number one mom on this list. (laughs) Time Magazine, Time Magazine named Claire Huxtable America's favorite mom, which I I think I have to agree. I mean, my own mom, my own mom's pretty <laughs> high up on the list, but um, there's, but, but she's also, here's the thing we love about Claire Huxtable from the Cosby show, Felicia Rashad. She's also a strict mom. She does not play. You yeah. do not play with her. And there, you know, there was the first time in a lot of these movies, a lot of TV shows where we saw equal parenting with dad. So it wasn't just like in the older shows, mom always did most of it, but this was like a, one of the first times we saw equal parenting with dad. So. And Claire Huxtable could snatch you up like no mm, one else. Mm, mm. Oh my Snatch gosh. you up, but then like put you back together in a nice, you know, in a nice redemptive way. And she had no problem. <laughs> if you were a kid, you brought your friends over and your friends were out of pocket. She had no problem snatching up your friends too. I mean, there's yes. just, if for you young kids out there who are listening to this, you have no idea what we're talking about. Ask a boomer uh, who... Claire Huxtable is or Google it or YouTube it and just be, I think it'll blow your mind. I think you'll be amazed. Yes. My mom was this kind of mom. She had no problem telling my friends what she thought. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, you better. Which as a teenager, I will tell you, I did not appreciate. But as a mother, I'm like, okay, I understand. I get it. These are the kids in my care. These are kids who are influencing my kids. And so we are going to to talk about the things. A child, a friend, (laughs) a guest at the Huxtable house. On the Cosby Show, you best come correct. That's right. Because if you don't, if not, she's gonna she'll correct it for you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. This last one on the good mom is on the bubble. I'm looking. I'm Elizabeth. Elizabeth sat out on Claire Huxtable, but she's about to jump all in on this one. So this is the last one we had on the good mom list. But some people have her on the bad mom list. So that's going to be up to you, listeners, to decide. Now, I'm gonna we put her in the good moms. Um, but here's the first one. Uh, well, here's the name, Lorelai Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls. Lorelai Gilmore. She's on this list for best mom. She's on the list for worst mom. Um, here's what I know about her. And uh, this is all I know. And Elizabeth, Captain Jamie, you guys take over. You run with this. She goes to family dinners reluctantly, right? She has to eat family dinners with her mom and dad and her daughter, Rory, every she, Friday. Yeah, she does not get along with her parents. And then here's the other Particularly thing. Particularly her mom. Don't here's here's why I think she's on the bad mom list. You guys tell me if this is right, Craig. You can't date your kid's teacher. You can't date your kid's teacher. And as a lot of people were saying on the internet, you can't be best friends with your kids. Rory and Lorelai are like best friends. Kids don't need uh, that's said all the time. Kids don't need more friends. They need leaders. They need parents. All right. That's it. I'm sitting back. 
Captain Jamie, Elizabeth, Lorelai Gilmore. Discuss. What do you think, Elizabeth? Do you think she's a good mom? Or you, where do you fall on this spectrum? I, I think she is a good intentioned mother. Uh, mm. Maybe who lacks in some execution. <laughs> yes. That's, that's such a, nice that's way to such put a it. great way to put it. It's so <laughs> <Thanks>. smart. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. And I th- if you look on the internet, you will see, particularly on Reddit, there are many, many, many strong held opinions oh, yeah. on whether Lorelai Gilmore is actually good. The thing is, I think that she's um, relatable. That's the thing I appreciate about her. Definitely, she did not always make the right decisions. And I think you're right, Matt, in that she was probably too um uh, yeah not and not just friendly but almost treated rory like a peer instead of her child where whereas sometimes rory it seemed like rory is parenting lorelei oh. like which one's the mom i don't know yes but Jesus. the thing is is i think that that's actually that happens sometimes and it can be very tempting to for your, you know to want your kids to like you and for you know for for them to be your friend and all these kind of things. So I think that that while there are problems with Lorelai, we have problems with it because probably she reminds us of ourselves. Captain Jamie came to <laughs> preach today. It's realistic, I think, is the thing. Also, some I read this one article about why she's so problematic, and I'm like, wow, this person is really reaching because one of the reasons they said she was problematic is because she lets her kid eat Pop-Tarts. And I'm just saying, if that makes you a bad mom, then I really am terrible. All right, Elizabeth. She, oh, sorry. Go ahead, no, kid. I was just going to say, my kids don't only eat Pop-Tarts, but definitely has the occasional Pop-Tart. So maybe I'm only occasionally bad. All right, Elizabeth, go off. Go off right now. I'm more alarmed about the Pop-Tarts. I love <laughs> Pop-Tarts. <laughs> um, let me just make a case for eating family dinners, eating meals with your kids. I just looked at, I looked this up just to come Sir Statistics and studies show that if you eat meals with your kids, kids grow up to be healthier, better grades, emotionally stronger, mentally stronger, and less stressed. And also, on a side note, you save lots of money when you eat at home with your kids. So Lorelai Gilmore, she went to those family dinners reluctantly. Hmm. Sketch. <laughs> Sus. <laughs> All right. We're moving. Listen, oh, this is definitely one of those things that parents feel strongly about and kids are like, why is this a thing? Yep. We try to. We do try to eat at the table for dinner. Uh, just about every night, but usually my our kids are like, "Can't we just watch TV while we eat?" We're like, "No, you, we have to talk to each other." Why? Why do we have to talk to each other? <laughs> and the studies, the studies that that show this say, even if it's one meal one day a week, one meal a week has has definite benefits. All right, well, we talked about good moms. Now we flip to the other side of the pillow, the shady side. All right. And that's this list is shorter, bad, but I think it could definitely have been longer. Bad moms. There's a lot of bad moms out there. Again, I had to cut because I was just trying to think who would our listeners know. So number one, apparently she's the number eight most hated character on Grey's Anatomy. The number eight. Number Who's eight. Number one. I didn't get that far. I gave up after number eight. <laughs> Ellis Gray, Meredith Gray's mom. All right. As I understand it, now I know, Captain Jamie, uh, you're a Grey's Anatomy fan here. Uh, Elizabeth, are you a Grey's Anatomy fan? I don't like hospital shows. Oh, that's right. That's right. We <laughs> talked about this last time. Hospital cop shows, you're out. Yep. Um, no, okay, Ellis Gray. She's a workaholic. She's like the world's famous surgeon. Oh, gosh, I, world famous is my word today. I've said that five times. She's a workaholic. She always puts her work before family. And then she told her daughter, you're ordinary. Oh. <gasps> 
Yeah, she was like, there, yeah, she said, imagine my surprise when I wake up to find you're nothing but ordinary. Captain Jamie, tell, Savage. tell us about Ellis Gray. Is she? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. She is um, definitely, definitely a terrible mother. Uh, there really are uh, no redemptive qualities. I mean, she's an excellent surgeon, so she, you know, did a good job imparting um, that kind of wisdom on her daughter, Meredith, um, certainly left her a legacy in that regard, um, but did very little to no actual mothering. Mm. Um, and, and what she did do was pretty, uh, terrible. Um, and then we find out later that she kind of messed over her best friend, um, so that she could, you know, get all of the credit and win an award. And so oh, she just wasn't. And she cheated on her she, husband too. Didn't she? Yeah. Uh, there's lots of cheating on all the people <laughs> in that show. I don't. That's yeah. true. So that's true. It's all, yeah. It's all around. A, nobody not, loyal. And that's right. Sloan Grace Memorial Seattle Death Hospital or whatever they call it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like if, if this show teaches us anything, it's how not to be a good partner to someone else. <laughs> so, mm. uh, uh, but yes, Ellis Gray definitely um, should not go anywhere uh, on a good or th- things to, uh, admire about mother's okay. list. Ellis Gray is a doctor. So I got a Bible verse for her too. Captain Jamie, you ready? Uh, sure you do. <laughs> Proverbs seventeen twenty two, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones and Ellis well, Gray crushes people's spirits. That's right. I definitely think that you could say that she's Drying up some bones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next on the bad mom. This one, people are going to probably fight, um, fight us on and that's okay. No, listen, I have all the rationale for this. All right, one. let's go. This is Lorraine McFly. This is mom from back to the future. The listen, original. Possibly one of the, one of the, if not the greatest trilogy movie trilogy. <laughs> it is. I would say so. Yeah. One of the greatest trilogies. Back to the future. One of my all time favorites. For sure. McFly, before the altered history, Lorraine, before they alter history in the first one, she's she likes alcohol, tobacco, and she's angry at her husband for being weak all the time. And then once they go back in time, I don't know if you can get a good mom award when you say that your own son is a dream and you start hitting on your own son. Yeah, like obviously she doesn't know, you know, she doesn't know at the she time thinks that that's her son. She thinks yeah, he's she Calvin thinks Klein. Yeah, she thinks he's Calvin Klein. She doesn't know that it's her son, but she definitely tries to make out with him, which is uh, very problematic. Oh, what's, don't be making, yes, don't make out with your children. Note for the, uh, uh, note for the, what you can't see on the visual is we've just blown Elizabeth's mind. She's just standing over here, <laughs> mouth like wide open. Well, you're, you're saying this and like, that is the clip that I watched and I had no context for this. I didn't know that was her son. <laughs> yeah. She, her son goes back That's in time son. and she hits on her own. Yeah. Side. She thinks he's a dreamboat. Then, uh, <laughs> yes, in fact, she, in the time when she is meant to be falling in love with her husband, she's falling in love with her son. And the whole time he's like, no, not me, him, <laughs> the other guy. And so, uh, you know, it's fun, but also gross. She uh, does. And then also later okay. in, the, in the other alternate timeline, she marries a man who tries to murder her son. Mm, so, fair. Uh, fair. you know, just come on, Lorraine. We got to make better choices. Her only better choices. Her only redemptive value I think I could give her a little bit is she does worry about her children a lot. But is worrying about your children a good mom or is that just that's just all moms pretty much in general? Well, she says that she marries Biff because, um, you know, because in order to take care of him so that her kids aren't further harmed and stuff. But 
uh, two wrongs don't make a right, Lorraine. And we could see that when he tries to shoot him off the roof yep. of his casino, hotel, or whatever it is. Okay, so, so if you're going to write yes, us and, and yell at... choices, if, Lorraine. If you're going to write us and say that Lorraine McFly is a good mom, <laughs> just remember, you're going to be defending a woman who tried to make out with her own son. <laughs> All right. Yes. Probably not defensible. Last bad mom. And this one is a doozy. Oh, yes. Mama. This movie. I love it. Mama Fratelli from the Goonies. Let's just Elizabeth, listen. have you seen the Goonies? I have no clue, but oh. I read up on her on the okay. internet. You have got yeah, you gotta to watch, got the, Goonies. To, you got to to watch okay. the Goonies. Okay. So, it's good to know. She helps her son escape from jail. She's a murderer. They're counterfeiters. Yeah. Everything, their child abuse, anything bad a woman can do, that's Mama Fratelli. She locks her son sloth. She chains him down to a chair. She slaps so, her kids around. Yes, what a her son, yes, her son is uh, has some disfigurement and disabilities because she dropped him. She dropped multiple him multiple times as a baby. I think sloth uh, says it best. Says. Sloth says it best in the movie when he goes, "Mama," or whatever. I'm trying to do my sloth <laughs> voice. I can't do it. You've been bad. Hmm. That if your own kid, when your own child is says, like you're terrible, you've been bad. And she also <laughs> says these two words, and she has this line in the movie Goonies. She says, "Kids suck." So <laughs> I don't think you can be a good mom at all when you say that. She also plays favorites. She definitely prefers mm. one child. I mean, we all know Sloss not her favorite because she chains him to the floor in the <laughs> basement. Yeah. Uh, but she she has favorites between her other kids, Francis. I, I can't, can't remember, remember what the, the third one. Was off the top of my head, yeah. but he's the one always singing opera music. Uh, <laughs> and then, so yes, Mama Fratelli. But she always wears that black dress. Bad. She rocks that black dress, that black and that little hat, black beret, pearl <laughs> necklace, stockings. She just comes. She comes to play, but. <laughs> Yeah. She's the devil. All right. The mother devil. So that was our that was our bad moms. Now here's the last three we're gonna hit up here. These are what we're gonna consider on the fence moms. So we're gonna argue it out. We're gonna have and then here's what we gotta do, Elizabeth and Jamie. We have to say at the end, good mom or bad mom. You must choose a side. Ready? Here we go. The first, we're gonna talk about Marge Simpson. Marge Simpson from The Simpsons. She runs her house. She don't play. She gave up her dreams of being an artist for her kids. She, But she does question her daughter's belief when her daughter says she's not a Christian anymore. She wants to uh, be a Buddhist. She questions her daughter's belief, tries to win her back through su subterfuge, subterfuge. Subterfuge. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mom. All right. And then she also <laughs> lets her husband choke out her son. Right? So uh, yes. Marge Simpson... Uh, what do you think? Make a case. Good mom, bad mom. Let's uh, make a case for run the horn. What do you think, Captain Jamie? Um, I'm on the fence on this one. Oh, and sorry. I know you said we can't. No. We have to choose. Also, I would say, man, I don't think that you can say, I mean, I don't. Uh, maybe I missed where you were landing on this. Um, but I tried uh, to give you a little of both. Feeling, yeah, feeling um, sad that your child has made different religious choices aren't you than you i don't think is bad parenting i think that's good parenting but all it's all in the way that you go about trying to draw them back in yeah she tries Correct. to she tries to like you know trick her back into it yes so. you can't trick your kids into loving jesus <laughs> you just also i would just say there are lots of things going on in that house that are probably not very christ-like so maybe marge think about the example you're setting uh 
this is going way down a bad hole. All right. So we're going to put Jamie <laughs> so down for bad deal. mom. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, I think that given what she has to work with, Marge Simpson is doing the very best that she can. Here, I'll say this. This is a side note. This has nothing to do with moms and everything to do with people who make television. Can we stop with the stupid dad trope? Like, why does the dad, why does the dad always have to be a dumb, you know, idiot who makes all these bad choices and tries to wreck these things? Why, why? I just, I don't understand how men are okay with this representation of themselves in every television show where like, uh, dads are the dumbest and all this kind of, I just don't understand why you people are okay <laughs> with this. And I know you're okay with it because you watch it all the time and it makes me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're too dumb to notice. <laughs> so I'm just saying, men, demand better for yourselves. And Marge is really doing the best she can because Homer is just terrible. <laughs> all right. Like there's only so much she can do. Elizabeth, how about you? What do you think? I heard I heard choke son and I was on bad bad mom team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say I think I'm gonna put her on good mom t- again, doing the best that she can. Um Watch Her again. intentions are good. Next, Wanda Romanoff, better known as the Scarlet Witch from Marvel Universe. WandaVision just came out. She has two twins who just appear, but they turn to be, these kids turned out to be figments of her imagination as she's trapped by her grief for her own children. Her kids grow quickly and she does care and for them and for take her care of them. And for her husband. I'm sorry. She has grief for her husband, right? But she puts the kids to sleep as the thing that's going to erase her children. The wall grows closer and closer to her kids. You know, when I see that scene, what I think about? Titanic. When the mom is putting her kids to sleep and the water starts rushing in. Lord, help us. Oh, that's the tears part. That and when the old people are clutching each other. Then you're like, I can't with this stupid movie. Don't do that to us. (laughs) Listen, Kent, is if your kids aren't real, are you a mom? Hey, I don't make the rules. Well, you put together the list, <laughs> so you do make the rules. Wanda Romanoff, good mom, bad mom. <laughs> Listen, I think that she was a good mom to fake children. <laughs> okay. I, th- I agree. I'll you say, can argue I'll say good mom, too. Is, you can argue that she's not great because of she like trapped all those people in that fake reality because of her own grief. But... I don't, grief, grief is such a huge thing that I think we have to be careful how we deal with people who are going through those things. Obviously, you cannot harm other people in your own grief. That's not okay ever. Um, but I mean, I, I get, I get how, you know, she's lost so much, not just her husband, her brother, uh, her parents, her life is pretty much in shambles. Um, so I can see how that much loss would drive you a little bit insane. So I think, I think her, her kids are not real. They are fake. But while they were with her, she was good to them. <laughs> Elizabeth, how about you? Good mom, bad mom. Um, it's my understanding that this character is played by Elizabeth Olsen. It is correct. Yes. And we not only share the first name, but she is an Olsen. So she's got to be a good mom. <laughs> that's right. By nature of the name being Elizabeth. That's yeah. it. Duh. All right. Listen, she, I will say, uh, Elizabeth Olsen crushes it as yeah. Yeah. Wanda girl. I yeah. think it's fantastic. Let's put this down in the notes for our for future. We could probably do a whole episode of the podcast of how uh, WandaVision addresses the lay, uh, the seven steps, I think it is, of grief. Uh, on those on those episodes so um and listen it gave us a fantastic quote it was all over my social media feeds and she said what is grief but love persevering 
Mm. Mm. I don't know who wrote that, but they should have got a bonus. <laughs> All right. Last one. Elizabeth is jumping in. She's ready for this because 90s kids will know. Kate McAllister is also known as the mom from Home Alone. So here's the case to be made. It's a pretty hard hurdle to get over, but you left your kid in the United States of America when you were flying to Paris for Christmas vacation. Now, before you guys come at me, I see you both queuing up. She did notice that her kid was gone while she was on the plane. And then here's something. Here's the good things about her. So that's a pretty heavy hurdle. There's good things. She literally has to take care of everything. She's the only thing holding that family together. She's got the tickets. She has to pay the pizza guy. She has all of those. She's got to get everybody up and make sure all that stuff is done. And then the last case people said about her is, look at that house. That lady knows how to decorate because that home alone house <laughs> is legit. All right. So make the case. Good mom, bad mom, Kate McAllister from Home Alone. Um, I am so much on the good mom team. She is just overwhelmed. She left her kid, right. Elizabeth. She just left her kid. Matt, you said she gets to have her opinion. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to poke the bear. That is Elizabeth. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> watching Home Alone as an adult hits on a whole different level than it does when you watch it as a kid. Uh, you know, when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, Kevin McAllister, he beats the bad guys and stuff. Now I watch it as an adult and I'm like, there are so many issues in this movie that I would just like to sit down and discuss with the parents of Kevin McAllister. First of all, I w- I'm not going to say she's a terrible mom, but Uncle Frank mm. is a jerk Get him. and should not be allowed to be around children. And if Uncle Frank were my husband's brother, he would not be allowed to come to family when functions. you say to you children. Because you do not get to yeah. talk to my children that way. Look Certainly what you children, did, you little jerk. Yes. Yeah. You get to mm. be like, yes, you need, you know, kids. It takes a village and all of that kind of stuff. But you don't get to just come in and be uh, downright horrible to the kids. We don't do that. You can sleep outside on the All right. porch. Elizabeth, vo- uh, Elizabeth voted good mom. So Jamie, I think I'm hearing you're saying good mom as well. I have more reasons. I know. Keep going. But I, I just need a vote from you. Keep going though. <laughs> yes. So there's that. She li- They left. I mean, their kid, her kid disappears twice on family vacation. How many family vacations can we lose Kevin McAllister from? There's a Home Alone 3, right? Yeah. But I it's not different kids. It's different kid. Oh, is not it? Okay. Good. Okay. When it, I mean, but is it the same family? We can no. lose them as many oh, okay. times as it's needed to make okay. some money. Uh, yes. I mean, obviously it was a smash hit. And so they're going to keep it, keep it going. Uh, so yes, keep track of your children. Also, Kevin is a problematic kid. Uh, he talks to his mom. Listen, his mom needs to channel her some Claire Huxtable and take care <laughs> of his attitude. That's true. Uh, and then, then we would have some correction. But again, I do. I think that. She's a good mom who needs some help. She is overwhelmed. Mm. Maybe, I don't know what dad is doing. Uh, I don't, neither one of them. We don't know what their jobs are, but she needs like a nanny. The or dad a, had I don't one know, job. Something to come in and his an jo- assistant or something. Yeah, his job was to shut the garage doors before they left for <laughs> Christmas vacation. And he didn't do it. Okay. So, yeah, so, so like dad, pitch in a little. What's it going to be, Jamie? Good mom, bad mom? Good mom. She needs help. Okay. I say good mom as well, but you're right. That family is a piece of work. All right. Well, last thing before we wrap up Mother, uh, the Mom's Day, Happy Mother's Day, Mom, before we say a final farewell to you, is we do want to talk about uh, this surprising thing happened, statement was said um, in the news. So because of the coronavirus, all right, 25 years of women in the workplace disappeared 
it pretty much in a span of one year because of the coronavirus. Moms left the workforce to go and take care of their kids during quarantine. Um, I think at one point, at, at the peak of quarantine in this country, 95% of the country was on stay-at-home orders. And that mean a lot of mom, that meant a lot of moms had to stop working and go home. And I didn't know this, but oh, go ahead, Jamie, jump in. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I was reading an article um, earlier this year that said that um, more than 2.3 million women left the labor force from February of 2020 to February of 2021, um, which uh, far out, out, far out, um, exceeded, sorry, far exceeded the number of men that left the workforce. But I think that we also need to acknowledge that even within this group of women, women of color were disproportionately affected. Um, And so, um, and like you said, you're right, Matt, in that same article, I think it was from Fortune magazine, um, said that we've lost three decades of labor force gains in less than a year um, because of all the women who have either their jobs were, you know, taken away or had to step out in order to take care of their families. 46% of women when they were working 40 per, uh, before the coronavirus, 46% of the women who were working were working in low paying jobs like uh, wait staff and things like that. So um, when those women, even those women who were in low paying jobs, when they left that, if that has ripple effects into everything else, uh, the economy into taxes into government assistance, and then to what the Salvation Army deals with, not only souls, but trying to meet human need, poverty, uh, the, the need grows greater when people have less. Yeah, it's a um, it's a tough thing. It's tough to reconcile. And it, like in January alone, eighty percent of the people who uh, stopped working were women. That is a huge number. Um, and so certainly, certainly, every person has been affected by Corona. There's not a person out there who hasn't been affected in some way. But women really took it on the chin. Um, it's not just not just in the workforce, but also, you know, now you're becoming a teacher and your kids are home with you. I saw my sister sent me a meme the other day that said, I'm really tired of binge watching my kids. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just so much, um, you know, that moms are having to deal with now. So all that to say, check on the moms in your life. Um, check on them, see how they're doing, see how you can support them. Um, is it's a tough, it's tough right now trying to maintain your job, even those who have the the privilege to be able to telecommute and are keeping their jobs, but still having to try to do that while, you know, making sure their kids are going to virtual school and keeping everything else running. Um, You know, and we're getting into what, 13 months now. Um, It's a long, it's a long time for all of us to be going through this. So let's just love each other, check on each other, see how everybody's doing. Um, You know, just Reach your arms out. Reach out your hands. I would say too, and just like this will be the last thing that I have to say on this too, is I, I, I'm not a mom, obviously, but um, I think there's a lot to be said about moms feeling what I call mom shame or what people call mom shame on social media. You see all these other moms on Pinterest, on Instagram who are doing 
who are doing like, oh, my children are not eating Cheetos. They're eating kale chips every day that I dry out in the sun for them. And then we have craft time and I have them home spin 100% Egyptian cotton from, and they turn it into, I don't know, I'm just making stuff up at this point. But there's this thing where like moms are judging themselves based on other moms that they see on social media and they feel Guilt, mom a guilt. lot of mom yeah. guilt. So knowing that, Captain Jamie, here's my last question to you, because again, you're the representative mom here. Um, what are some things people can do this Mother's Day to number one, help with the mom shame, the mom guilt, and two, to help women as they get back into the workplace and as they just like feel like they're li- those women who worked a lot and then the coronavirus sent them home, like what can they do for that? What's a practical application to wrap that up? Well, I just think that, you know, in the same way that we talk to to young girls or even young people on a whole about the comparison game and how damaging it is when you play that comparison game um, with, with young people, we talk about it um, in regards to body shaming and body positivity and things like, um, you know, influencers and the amount of money they appear to have and all the products they appear to have um, and how, you know, all of that is hidden, there's so much more that goes into that that you don't see, right? Like there's Photoshop and there's filters and there's, um, you know, uh, PR lists where people get sent stuff. So they're not actually affording and buying all these things. Um, and the, the, the truth is, is that it's that same principle for moms. We don't see everything that's going on behind the scene. I follow this mom on Instagram. Um, it, her name is Jenny Rymold. And one of the things that she always does um, is she, she'll show you her perfect tablescape, but then she'll also turn the camera around and you can see the gigantic, she has seven kids, I think. So there's like seven, uh, well, nine people's worth of laundry piled up, but we're just off camera where you can't see it. And so she's like, look, um, you know, it might, it's easy to look at this and think, man, this lady has it all together, but I'm only showing you the the part of my home that I want you to see. You can't see that 99% of the rest of my house looks like a bomb went off. Um, and so we have to, to remember, um, you know, that not everything you see out there, even people, you know, in your real life, you don't, and you don't really know what's going on inside their house. It may they may appear to have it all together, um, but we can't we can't lay, let comparison be the driving force in our life. Also, it's a good indicator to remember we can't because we can't say anything. Our, some of our friends might be hurting in ways that we we don't know or understand. So again, like have grace with yourself, have grace with each other. Check on your friends, check on the moms in your life um, and just see like, how are you really doing? Because while it appears that everybody has it all together, we, none of us have it all together. We just don't. All right. Well, before we get to our last question, the giving you joy question, let's just all of us real quick. Maybe I think all of our moms, Elizabeth, Jamie, and myself would want to hear us just say something to mom. So to Major Mary Satterley, who right now is cringing because I said her name out loud, uh, in charge of risk management in the Southern Territory. I love you. Thanks, mom, for being my mom. Go ahead, Kim Jamie. Yeah, so I'm going to shout out my mom, uh, Major Lori Barnhouse. Um, she, my mom is amazing in so many ways. Um, there are, are many things that I could point to in my life that are a direct result of who she was and what she did. Um, Matt would say uh, both of us tell it like it is, <laughs> which I'm sure he appreciates, right, Matt? Uh both, both of us are, I got my, uh, competitive card sharkness from my mom. Um, but she really, my mom has been in my life, an example of perseverance, 
um, and strength and faith and trust, even when the road seems dark. Um, and so I love you, mom. Shout out, shout out to my mom. All right, Elizabeth, give your mom a shout out. Oh, shout out to Christine. <laughs> Christine, in Ro- Christine in Rhode not- Island. Christine in Rhode Island. Yeah, by the D&D. <laughs> we know exactly where that is. No, I don't. So Listen, of them. <laughs> I would love to meet your mom, Elizabeth. Is oh, your mom like gosh. you? Oh, Christine. Are you like your mom, I guess? I think I'm more like my dad, but I may- well, I, maybe it's like an older, I'm more like my mother. Listen, I get that. I get that. Well, happy Mother's Day to Christine, to Lori, to Mary, to all the moms out there. Thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for being our heroes, really. All right. Cam Jamie, last question. Yes. Okay. Elizabeth, what is bringing you joy? What's bringing you joy is my favorite pastime of all, shuffleboard. Whoa. <laughs> I, I have such fond memories of playing it, and I just I long to play it again. And so it just makes me so happy. Uh, like every time we do a podcast, we learn something more about Elizabeth. Tap. Now she does shuffleboard. I love. Sh- I don't know where to play shuffleboard though. Where do I find a shuffleboard court? That's true. Listen, you need to move to Florida. They got those joke that, shuffleboard that courts go? every thirty <laughs> feet in Florida. Up. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Have I seen a shuffleboard court since we moved to Virginia? Not I don't know if we Virginia, have or not. So. Could I set one up in my apartment? Could I just you know? <laughs> I don't know. I think you could. Some. What kind of floors do you have? Players got to play. It's like fake wood. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. You just get some painter's tape. (laughs) You got to find your little puck and a little broom, and then you just... (laughs) Do you have have neighbors that live below you? I I do. (laughs) (laughs) Invite them to play. (laughs) Friends! Or convert the hallway. There we go. That's right. Convert the hallway. Love that. And y'all could just play against each other. (laughs) Uh, I've got one. So keeping in line with Lorelai Gilmore... Uh, recently we started watching Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney Plus with my kids. Uh, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was super skeptical when I first heard this was coming out because I loved the Mighty Ducks as a child. And I was like, oh no, they're not. They're going to ruin my childhood with this show. But then we started watching it and it is, it is actually very cute. We are very much enjoying it. Uh, the lady that plays Lorelai Gilmore, her, her name has left my head. Lauren something. She, uh, Lauren Graham. Yes. Lauren Graham also plays a mom in, uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers and it is just the cutest. It's the cutest little show. We're very much enjoying it. We watched it last night, uh, with, uh, listen, my oldest daughter now is too cool to hang out with us. Um, although she did say and watch part of it, uh, but we watch it every week with my youngest daughter and we are just enjoying it together. So yes, that's my joy. Matt, do you have joy? Yep. For me, uh, I think I might've said this a couple episodes ago, but I, if I did, forgive me, I need to just reiterate it. But I, uh, I deeply, what's given me a lot of joy is that it's youth council season in the Salvation Army. There are lots of youth events taking place in the spring all over the country as kids begin to, um, churches and the kids come out of the coronavirus a little bit and have some uh, opportunities just to meet together sometimes in some small groups, uh, socially distanced. And uh, it's just nice to see life getting back to normal. And just youth council is a time where the weather changes, it gets warmer, summer's coming, school's getting ready to end. It's just a great milestone. So that's what's giving me joy right now is just to see all of those youth councils happening across the country. Moms, we love you. Thank you so much. That's going to end this episode of the Battle Line Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Battle Line wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, don't forget to always check out the Peer website, peermag.org. There's great stuff on there. And follow Peer on the socials 
at peer.magazine. And lastly, we have a sister podcast called The Fight for Good Podcast that has to do with the war cry. So if you're interested in that, check them out. Until next time, this has been the Battleline Podcast. We love you, moms. Thank you so much. Bye. See ya. 